Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 cha-cha slide. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown ambition. It's sunshiny today, Mandy. How are you? It is. And you know what? I definitely am taking advantage of it because sunshine is just so, it's just, you need it for the soul right now mm-hmm. is what I feel like. And if you live in parts of the country that don't get tons of sunshine, I don't want to hear if you live in California or like one of my friends, you sought refuge in California because you're smart like that. Um, yeah, it's been so dreary here. So, and I saw the rest of the weather for the week is going to be icky. So, uh, dang. We, had, we definitely took the baby outside and had lunch outside and Aww. soaked it up. Probably going to take a walk later if I feels up to it. Oh, that's nice. Honestly, there's nothing like some sunshine. Definitely put a little pep in my step. I was yeah. Like, Yay. I Googled it. You only need 10 to 30 minutes for those of you whose mind is like, hmm, how much vitamin D do you get by being outside? Because I'm always being told by doctors that I don't have enough of it. Mm -hmm. And it's 10 to 30 minutes of exposure. A day? Per day. Like if you do, yeah. So the, well, this is the internet. Uh, (laughs) But it was a top result on Google. Okay. (laughs) 10 to 30 minutes um, several times per week. And you know, they, when you have a baby and you're breastfeeding, they give you, they're like, oh, you need to get vitamin D supplements right after they finish telling you how amazing breastfeeding is and how the milk is just like the best. It's all the baby needs, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, go to CVS and spend $15 on this tiny little bottle of vitamin D that's absolutely going to spill. And you're going to have to repurchase it for $15 more out of your pocket and, you know, make your baby suck that down once in a while so that they don't get rickets. Um, Mm. Yeah, it's real, real, it's real fun. So today I was like, here, baby, sit in the sun. (laughs) Save your mama some money. But yeah, Aww. it's beautiful. You need, like, I, I feel like I'm grasping onto any little positive silver linings these days. Yes. What are you doing to, to help with the the quarantine? Is there, is there like a syndrome yet? The, the quarantine queasies or like. <laughs> right, right. I got the quarantina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what am I doing to help with quarantina? Uh, I feel like I'm working too much as per use, but I finally took your advice. Remember, I don't know if we talked about it on air, how I was afraid to call my IVF doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad yes. to hear that. Yeah. Yes. So for those of you who don't, I don't remember because Mandy and I talked about it like, you know, off air, but I think I mentioned on air, I was afraid to call. And I guess I was afraid because I didn't, I was afraid of the unknown. Like, what if she says, what if this happens? What if I can't, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I had only really taken a month off. 
I'd gotten scar removal surgery, like, I don't even remember, like the 20,000th time, like in January. And then when I came back in like February, it was like, yeah, your uterus is perfect. Finally, we are ready to start, you know? Mm-hmm. And so basically what happens is you wait for your period and then you start the process. It's all based upon your hormones that your period like lets you know it's happening. So then March happened. It was like, uh, I'm not going in. No one's going anywhere. Right. And so I didn't call because of my nervousness. And so you told me, but it took me weeks to finally call. So I called maybe like two weeks ago and turns out they weren't taking anyone in during March because they were trying to figure out what do we do, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So it's not like, I, I felt like, oh my gosh, I messed up. Maybe I missed a month. And no, they were like, we weren't, girl, nobody. Yeah. Um, and even now, because usually when you go there, you know, people are sitting in the waiting room and things like that. They're actually only taking people case by case that you have to actually on Friday and in a couple of days, I sit down with the doctor via, you know, video telecall and it's by case by case basis. So I'm assuming she's going to be like, yes, girl. Cause she's already like, like yesterday, we need to be on it with you. Mm. But I'm assuming like, let's just say I was like 25 and newly married and we've been trying for two years, but for some reason, cause you have to try for at least two years if you're a certain age, but mm. for some reason I haven't gotten pregnant yet. So we're going to do IVF cause it's included in my insurance. Sis, that sis can wait. But me 40 with eggs that have gone bad faster than what a normal 40-year-old should, that I can't wait. So I'm assuming she's going to be on Friday like, yes, Tiffany, you are one of the handful of people or however many that they're taking because they're only going to allow basically you in the office at a time. So, Oh, um, that's great. Mm-hmm. So I had yeah. a call with her on, on – uh, she was on vacation, so I had the call with her on Friday. So I was like – I felt like, yay, I conquered this thing that I was afraid of. I made a call and it was just in time because imagine if I would have waited another month, Mandy, and they were like, ah, Tiffany – we didn't hear from you. So we had maybe, let's just say, we're only taking 20 people and we already took our 20, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's that, it's the unknown and it's that it, I just could tell it was weighing on you. Yeah. And I mean, very different situations. Obviously, this is a big deal, bigger deal um, for you. But when I was trying to figure out if we should have the nanny that we'd already hired start working for us, and it was a day before and I, and I was talking to my, it was a day, it was the Friday before she was supposed to start. And- I was talking to my therapist and I was agonizing over, am I doing the right thing? Having this woman still come. And this was, you know, way back in early March. And she was like, listen, you take the decision out of your hand. Just call the doctor, call your pediatrician, let them decide. And I was like, that's a stroke of genius. You've justified all these co-pays, girl. Yeah, because, you know, it's it, it, it does – we put pressure on ourselves to make the right decisions and I think – calling a mental health professional or uh, calling a professional medical Mm -hmm. professional, like those IVF doctors, they know what's safe. And anyway, I'm glad you did it, girl. Yeah. No, I felt so much better. I was like, Mandy was right. It wasn't even my decision. And, you know, all this time of stressing and being like, I'm not going in, girl, you wouldn't have to go in anyway, because they're not taking anyone. And they would have said, right now we're trying to figure it out. And I could have woosied. To me, one of the things, like, I don't want to call it a character flaw, but definitely one of the things I... I have always had an issue with that I am actively working on is what I call the hard conversation. Like Mm. I am the ultimate avoider. When I'm afraid of a conversation, I can avoid it for years. Um, Mm. But it's something I'm really like actively working on, especially this year of like taking the bandit off. Because I will tell myself, oh my gosh, but if we talk about it, then they're going to be mad. And then then they're mad. Then we're not going to be friends. If we're not friends, then what about this? And what I will have built this whole thing in my head. And it's... Uh, it's something that I really want to work on because it, it's caused, it's one of the few things in my life that actually causes stress. Like 
when it comes to business stuff, like one of my team members could call me right now and be like, oh, the budget needs this down. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, call WordPress or whatever. I wouldn't, it do, that doesn't stress me out. Business stuff up and down, left and right. No, okay. But interpersonal, someone being upset with me or maybe me hearing something that's not going to be good news, you know, that will t- t- like send me into a tizzy. So I'm really trying to work on managing the emotional part of that so I can push through because it's rarely ever as bad as I think. I I don't even know if it's ever been as bad as I think. And I'm like, Timothy, I need you to get over this because you give yourself anxiety unnecessarily. Yeah. I mean, if you need a little bit, well, you know, we're very different in that way. I'm like, if if there's a red button, (laughs) I'm that kid in the elevator who's like, "Mm, push that button, see what happens. And it happens, it's it's always me, my siblings, I, you know, every like family get together, especially uh, during the last election season, the last presidential election season, um, which I'm sure for lots of us was just like super, uh, just really difficult to endure any family gatherings. Anyway, my siblings are like, Mandy, Mandy, Mandy. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. I'm gonna, and then I just can't help myself. Um, but I do, I mean, it's a good, it's definitely a good trade. It's like, when there is a confrontation to be had, I'm not afraid to have that conversation. Yes. It's very difficult though when the other person isn't ready yet. And I've, I've had to learn, maybe I'm ready to have the difficult conversation, but I need to also give the other person time to get ready. Um, so that's what, but what do you I'm tell working yourself? on. Like, what do you tell yourself? Cause I'm trying to figure out what is it? Like, are you just not afraid? Is it not something that you tell yourself? Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm trying oh. to figure out, like, what is that internal thing that I can help to turn on in me? Is it a muscle I can exercise? I think it's because I'm internal. I like to have a bit of the upper hand. And, and, and like, I like to sort of come from a place of power. And this is maybe my control freak side. But when I'm the first one to bring something up, it sort of makes it feel like I can, I can, I can lead the conversation. At least it's happening mm-hmm. on my terms, you know? And also, um, you know, when it comes to the kind of difficult conversations you have to have in work, like letting someone go, giving someone a bad performance review, telling someone that, you know, they need better hygiene. I've, ah! <laughs> I, all I tell myself is no one else is going to do it. You, the boss, this is your job. Suck it up. This is what it is. And you've got to do it in a, you know, careful way. And um, when it comes to, you know, tough conversations with people I love, like friends and family, mm-hmm. I try and tell myself, this is not going to be forever. Like okay. the sooner you do this, mm-hmm. the sooner the air is cleared, the sooner you can sleep better and the sooner you can get over this and move on. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I've I've definitely held grudges, but I think the older I get, the more I'm like, let's just, you know, let's just get, let's just get, you know, if we need to address this, let's address it and then get on over it because I, it's those feelings of anxiety and stuff. Like there's all, there's so much other stuff to worry about. And, and I, I just feel like let's build the bridge and get over things, but I need your help to build it. So let's sit down and talk about it. You know, Okay. I guess that's sort of the internal dialogue that I have with yourself, therapist, how I do it and tell you. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, it's good. No. Cause I'm just like, you know, cause in my mind, I'm just like, I don't know. I guess in my, well, no, I do know. My friend is like, you're an adult. You do know. We say, I don't know. We don't want to say, but it's it's just like, almost like the sooner we talk about it, the sooner I hear the bad news. That's what runs in my head. Like, oh. ah, at least if I don't say, then it's not for sure bad. It's maybe bad. But if mm-hmm. I say, then it's for sure bad. <laughs> then it's for 
sure bad. That's what I tell myself, even though I know I'm like Tiffany, as an adult, girl, you grown, girl, you 40. You know that it rarely ever is as bad as you think. I'm like, yeah, but maybe this is the one time out of the 40 years it is as bad as I think. So no. I will push it off another day. <laughs> That's true. I think it's also the thing where it's almost like when you leave a conversation and you go home and you're analyzing every word you said and you're criticizing yourself. The other person's very rarely doing that. And I think it's like we 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 have this tendency to think the worst. And I do too. And my husband calls me out for this. I will make – because he's a very – restrained speaker. He, he, and I'm not, and he has so many thoughts inside of his brain and he doesn't always articulate them. So I'll do it for him. I'm a writer, right? So I just make up whole conversations in my bed. I make up whole thought bubbles for him. Here's what he's thinking. Here's, you know, and that hurts me because I'm getting myself worked up and he's over there thinking about, I don't know what he had for lunch or something like that. And I think I've talked about this before. I've also like, for example, I was in a group text and I, I thought that I sounded like a douche because because I was like, brag. I thought I sounded too braggy because I was telling them about the delicious dinner I made and, mm. you know, and my friends and mom with like two kids at home. And I was like, dang, you're being like kind of a, a jerk. Maybe you shouldn't be bragging. And so I apologized. And she was like, what are you talking about? You weren't annoying. Like this was your meal sounded delicious. And mm. I try not to do that, you know, but I also by confronting it myself and it's almost like I want it's like to you're take like the power back. To take the power back, I didn't need to do that. It's it's a pro and con. On the other okay. hand, hey, I I know that I wasn't being annoying, or she would she didn't take it that way. And it's, I guess, in my own way, it's like expect don't always expect the worst people are thinking about you. And maybe that's that's part of the dread of what you, that you have, you know, not having those conversations because you're worried you might hear that someone thinks negatively about you. Mm-hmm. And you're not perfect. And I'm like super sensitive to that. I think it's, you know, it's funny how like this tra- like like crosses over to like money, right? How many people are like, I'm not going to open up the envelope because mm-hmm. the bill is going to be more than I can afford. Or I'm not going to talk about to my spouse about their spending because I think they're going to fly off the handle. Yep. Or, you know, I actually don't want to know how much I owe. I don't want to know. I don't know. I remember my first year in business. Remember I told the story how like I, it was like not even first year. For the first like two or three years, I did not pay taxes. And I was so scared. Yeah, I, I was so scared because I was like, I don't have it. I don't have it. And then I, Carlos saw me, my accountant saw me at like the local shop, right? And he like took his cart and he blocked me and it was like, you, I have been calling you. I have been calling you and texting you. Tiffany, do you want to go to jail? I was like, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> he was like, come in and do your taxes. I was like, I'm going to owe too much. He's like, how much do you think you owe? I was like, maybe like $30,000. He's like, no, you ate, you owe $8,500. I was like, oh. He said, you would have owed $5,000, but you have to pay all these fees for not fi-. Well, He's like, I filed for you, um, but you had to pay all these fees for not paying you know, these years. And oh, that, it was like, dang, that this fear literally is costing me money, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that was years ago and still here I am. So that was just like, it's just funny how like it plays a role even in your financial life. Sometimes that kind of like energy, that nervous, not wanting to know energy. Oh, a hundred percent. And on the other hand, me, who's when I remember dating Enrique and very early in our relationship, wanting to know his credit score. And, <laughs> and I just, you know, I think I know what I'm talking about. I write, about. I write about this stuff all the time. I'm trying to take my own advice. Like, you should know if you're moving in with someone what their credit score was. I underestimated how deeply personal that number was to him. Mm. We got into this huge drop-down, drag-down fight. And was it really that important? No. But he wasn't ready yet. But I was trying to push, 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 push that button. <laughs> push that button. You know, it, whatever. Live, live and learn. It's also... It holds you back when you're 
and you know, we you've talked about this too, like knowing what to ask for speaking fees and knowing when to ask for more. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that, you know, the other chair negotiating um, a job salary, like, and having been in the hiring seat for as long as I have, um, you know, I'm not looking for. Well, you never never say never. But the next time I'm negotiating a salary, I 100% will ask for more, only because I've seen too many people miss out by not doing it. But it's uh, it's hard. It's freaking hard. It's easier said than done. Easier said than done. And it sounds a little silly, but role playing helps. Have you ever have you ever like role played a conversation with someone well, else in my own? Because like in my own head, yes, to my detriment. No, but, but with another it. person, it really oh. helps. I rec- really, I, yeah, oh. I recommend it. Like you know, someone that you think will first of all take it seriously, and just someone to just I don't know play play yourself, and you play the other person, or vice versa, and just kind of run through the conversation, and maybe you run through here's the worst it could go, and here's the best it could go, and and mm, just practice what you're good. gonna say. Uh, as someone who likes to like edit themselves. It's and especially, you know, I like to say things exactly right. And that's why I prefer to write them out. But anyway, it helps to talk things out a little bit. No, that's good because I'll straight be in the shower, like, and then I had said, no, he's, I say, he's, said, he's said. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm Man. like arguing and mad. I do this a lot with my, with yeah. my husband internally. Cause I'm like, oh, he, he definitely has attitude. I can tell. <laughs> Meanwhile, nothing. Is, he's just woken up, and I'm like, oh, exactly. You they, know, you know, I just well, because I'll tell myself he has an attitude, maybe because um, I'm working a lot. I'm like, well, I have to work a lot because right now, the, and I'm like, babe, you mad at me? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, it seems like you have an attitude. He's like, I just woke up. What's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. What do you want for breakfast? Ooh, <laughs> Meanwhile, like- I've had a, I've had an hour long shower, but I'm going back and forth. And women work, right? We, I'm not just here to <laughs> cook food and clean. Meanwhile, none of that has happened. <laughs> yeah, but we we also project what we yes. are. You project what you're feeling guilty about, and and you know what you think you should be doing. Oh yes. yeah, oh yeah. We could talk. Oh, about clearly, because clearly, you see where my issue is. I'm like, I'm not cleaning up as much as I could. I'm not cooking as much as I. Could. So I swear that whenever I feel like any sort of tension, in, you know, in turn, that that's what it is. I'm like, because I'll literally be like, I just didn't get a chance to clean up. And he's like, huh? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you talking to that, uh, to that voice in your head again? That exactly. Like, ah, she's crazy. Don't mind her. <laughs> If you're stuck at home with a significant other right now, uh, the only way that husband and I have survived this past, how long has it been now? Two months since we've been home is just giving each other a freaking break. I give him, you know, and sometimes, you know, me and that red button, sometimes I got to push it, but I've been way, way better about not complaining about, you know, his mess here and his mess there and, you know, how much wheelers and dealers don't ask me what that show is but if you know you know oh my god um he watches or you know how he plays with the baby i've just given him a break and i and he's pretty much given me a break too in terms of like dishes and laundry you know it gets done when it gets done and 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 we just don't nitpick because we were really doing that in the early weeks in the early days and we uh, we were struggling very mm. much um and part of it was because i was feeling like a piece a pos <laughs> for not <laughs> for not keeping up with the housework and it was the same it was just like the same i went through when i was on maternity leave like you feel like you need to be productive but you kind of are by keeping a human alive and give yourself a break and anyway, I'm just saying, like, if you're wanting to wring your uh, significant other's neck because they haven't done X, Y, Z, this is such a weird freaking time. Just yeah. give, And give yourself the same break. Once I stopped 
criticizing myself for not doing the laundry or the chores, magically, I stopped really harping on my husband about it too. Like, And it was more about me giving myself a break than, than giving him a break in the end. Yeah, no, I think that that's good advice. Brown break for beating yourself up. Exactly. (laughs) This is the mid-brown break. Well, are we ready for questions? We're always ready for your questions. (laughs) Let's see how long you're going to let me. I was like, how long can I keep this reverberation going? I will never get in the way, Tiffany, of (laughs) any freestyling you want to do. But why don't we take a quick break? We'll be right back. And if you need a reminder, you can hit us up with your questions always on Instagram. We're at Brown Ambition Podcast. Or you can email us, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. We will be right back. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. black and brown questions questions you guys really really need to send us some questions okay i know y'all are out there you're getting your stimulus checks maybe you're struggling with unemployment benefits like my dad has been or my little brother who's been struggling to get approved for the paycheck protection program for his side business we would love to get your questions go hit us up on brown ambition podcast at wait yeah, brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh man, brain fart. Um, or you can hit us up on Instagram, Brandambition Podcast. We will be happy to keep you anonymous. Doesn't have to be a very in-depth question, but we'd love to hear from you guys and 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 you know help you with whatever financial or career questions you've got these days. One of the topics before we get into uh, a, a question from a listener, I wanted to talk about and just bring up myself is the fact that May 1st is approaching. And like many people, that means either rent or mortgage is due. And Mm -hmm. I heard that in New York City, this was in the Wall Street Journal and some other big cities, they're trying to, these different groups are trying to encourage renters to go on a rent strike. And I wanted to bring this up because although some states in the wake of the pandemic have suspended things like evictions, which pretty much makes it, safer, you know, if you're someone who's lost a job or you can't afford your rent, it means that you've got a cushion to where you're not going to immediately get kicked out and be homeless, which is very nice. But this rent strike idea, I mean, maybe as someone who's just a goody two shoes and likes paying bills, I'm on the, the side of if you've got the money in your account, pay your rent. If you don't, 
you know, obviously it's not a strike at that point. It's just like, look, I don't got it. And that's its own thing. But I just don't want to see people make a statement by not paying their rent and then end up June or July, you know, being taken to housing court. And that's a whole, whole other mess. And I feel like, do you have family? Like my dad is someone who would look at this and be like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm just not going to pay my mortgage. That's, you know, <laughs> fight the man. And I'm like, no, daddy, pay your mortgage. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because also, too, we have to remember that not not all mortgage, not that you shouldn't pay because it's a big company, but not all people who are renting are like these big conglomerates. Sometimes it's a mom and pop where maybe they have one, maybe two houses. And mm-hmm. so you not paying could put that house into foreclosure and then both of you are out of a, of a house. So, um, yeah, just keep that in mind that not everybody's like this big, bad landlord, um, that sometimes it's just regular people who just own one or two pieces of property and they're just trying to make it just like you. Yeah. hundred percent. Alrighty. So that's my little PSA for y'all. Tiff, do we have, and we're going to get a question I think from your inbox this time. I do. Y'all be all up in the budgetist inbox asking me to save your lives. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot for an inbox. But I did find one from, I'm going to call you, AKA your highness, because that's what your name, I didn't, I don't know if you wanted me to say your first name. So AKA your highness says, I'm looking for some advice on what to do. I have mountains of medical bills currently, and I can't afford to pay them, but I want to start preparing to buy a house. What should I do? Hmm, medical bills. So this is the kind of debt that I think people should, first and foremost, I think people get a lot of flack. Oh, if you're in debt, you know, it's your fault. You can't plan. Mm -hmm. People often don't plan to be in medical debt. It's not a credit card that you racked up a Victoria's Secret, okay? It is often out of your control. And from the nature of the debt itself, some people don't realize that you can often call the medical billing office or your hospital's billing office and negotiate with them and at the very least get on some kind of income-based repayment plan. Um, And in some cases, you might qualify for some of the debt to be forgiven. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it sucks, but a lot of people don't realize this. And I mean, even when I miss like a copay for my for Rio's checkups, I think I owed ten dollars because I paid thirty and I was supposed to pay forty. Okay. And I got a letter from the doctor's office that looked like a debt collection bill, and I was like, "Holy crap, ten dollars! Okay, <laughs> let me go pay this." But you know, and I and I and especially if it's a bigger number than that, people look people get so scared, and it's like we were talking about earlier. You want to sweep it under the rug or put your head in, you know, the sand and not pay it, but. It's one of the, I don't want to say easier, but you you should call. You know, they will be more forgiving, and they yes. often are, than a big bank would mm-hmm. be about a credit card. And ideally, you want to try to call, because I remember, um, this is before I had insurance, and I, like, tried to dye my own hair, don't ask, and my face blew up. Like, I don't know. Remember Uh-oh. we talked about this? The mask? Like, <laughs> no? that movie? Oh, yeah, girl. Mm, hard times. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I do remember something about, I thought it was the mask with Jim Carrey, and you said no. that it was a different mask? <laughs> yes. You okay. have to Google the mask with Cher. Cher's okay. in this movie, literally called The Mask, and my face looked like that. It was... <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to go to the doctor because I was like, who has money? Not moi. Even though my mom finally yelled at me and told me, go to the emergency room before you die. Um, so I did. And I remember, I feel like my bill was like, um, I think like $2,000 when it was all said and done. Basically, they gave me like a Benadryl drip and then gave me a, a prescription. And when I went to the pharmacy, he's like, yeah, go to aisle two. It's Benadryl. I'm like, what? They charged me $80 for this prescription. But I say all that to say I didn't have the 2000 or 2500 and I was scared. 
And my sister at the time was like, no, girl, call the hospital because they usually have internal collections before they give it to someone externally. And as long as it stays with the medical facility, they they usually will work with you. And they did. So I think I was able to get it down to 800. And what I like, because normally when you settle your debt with like a debt collection agency, that settlement goes on your credit report and it's not a good look. But with um, medical um, facilities, um, oftentimes that won't go on as settled. It'll just be paid. And so I was able to pay 800 instead of the 2000. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, but I had to pay the lump sum and I scraped together that money and borrowed some money and I paid it. So yeah, they, they typically are more lenient than your average uh, bill collector. So definitely do that. Um, yeah. And I don't know that I would be, well, it's good to be looking to buy a house, but depending when you're listening to this, we are in, when is this, April 2020, that they're saying that a housing crash potentially is on its way, meaning that the prices of houses are going to go down. So I would just be watching the market because what you don't want to do is buy at the top of the market and buy a house that's that costs more now and will be cheaper later. Oh, but by giving her that advice, it's like you're you're going to cause the housing crisis because people won't <laughs> buy them. And then people who own the houses. Well, I'm not looking to move right away, but it sucks if you are a home. If you're if you're thinking about selling your home right now, yes. it's probably even harder, um, even harder. And yeah, I mean, whether or not, Tiffany, you give this advice, you're not going to you're not going to cause a housing crisis. Yeah, so. <laughs> you don't have that much power. But I, I, I can see how we could be going in that direction. Mm-hmm. And um Nope, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and typically everything balances itself out. There might be just yeah. like a temporary dip, but just be mindful of that. Because I bought my condo at the top of the market right before the last recession. And I always, every once in a while, I'll go on realtor.com and type in my address just to see, oh, maybe... Maybe somebody else paid more for it. No, girl. No. <laughs> I bought it for two twenty, dollars And when I tell you it sticks out like a sore thumb, when it, there's like, it's like switched hands like 10 different times. And it's like sold for $150, $130, $180, $190. One, and then you see two twenty dollars in there. I'm like, damn it. That sold, was me. Sold to that sucker. 2007. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Can you know, know. hindsight is twenty twenty, man. It Sometimes is. it is just luck. But so she's talking about saving for a house, though, and there's nothing wrong with saving yes. up because eventually, you know, you may actually end up coming out on top if there is a, a bit of a decline in the housing prices and you can maybe get a deal. Certainly, mortgage rates have never been lower, right? Yes. Um, so from that front, it's not a bad time to to be looking um, for a home. But just, you know, I know she, her question's really like, how do I save for a house with this medical debt on the side, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, talk to your, hopefully you're at a point where it hasn't reached collections yet, but even if it has, call them and see if you can settle for less and work on, or work out a payment plan. And then once you know how much you need to be paying out, then, you know, just sit down with your budget. And it's a, it's a simple matter of figuring out how much is going out, how much is coming in, and then setting aside whatever you can to save up for that future home purchase. And, you know, if you're, if that's going to be a few years from now, I'd just say, put it in a online savings account that you can get the, you know, fattest savings rate you possibly can and just slowly but surely save it up. Yeah. Save it up. Save it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that, um, oh, I just love when people, someone just messaged me literally where we're on. Uh, let's see her name. Well, her, her IG name is 
M.S. Kia. So I'm again assuming her name is Kia. Um, underscore 89. Hey, Kiki. And she just hit me. She's like, um, hey, I'm interested in getting a financial advisor. I remember you mentioned it on the podcast, Brown Ambition. What's the website to obtain a free financial advisor? And then she hit me back. I was like, never mind. It's in the show notes. Found it. So that's just a hint. Check out our show notes that, you know, you Mandy posts like all this amazing stuff when it comes to looking for whatever tools and resources we talk about in the show. Um, so yeah, Wait. Mandy or. Yeah, but mm-hmm. now you're bringing it up and now I feel like I need to also tell the people now if they don't know. <laughs> so that was in our, that was in our interview with Sharon. With Sharon yep. Yes, mm-hmm. that we did back in March and I will, I will. Oh, well, look, I'm listening to the show because I don't know how <laughs> iTunes works. Free financial planning. You can go to onefpa.org. That's the number one spelled out F as in Frank, P as in Paul, A as in uh, anatomy.org. I couldn't yes. think of an A name. <laughs> Um, and they have a pro bono pro bono planning program. Now, disclosure, this was back in March. I don't know if it still exists, but you can start there. Yeah. Thanks, Kiki. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to be like, oh, you said my name. We Live did. on the air. <laughs> we <laughs> answer your questions. All right. Well, thank you guys again. Reach out to us. Hit us up, brandambitionpodcast uh, at gmail.com to hit us up directly. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to Instagram and send us a DM there. We are at brandambitionpodcast on the gram. Yes, we are. So it is now time for boosting or breaking. Are you going to boost it up? Are you going to break it up? (laughs) Well, break it down. (laughs) Are you letting me go first this week? I am. Oh, that must mean you're not ready. No, mine is random. (laughs) Oh, it's random. (laughs) (laughs) No shade. Ooh. Yeah, so I want to take a brain, oh, a brain. I want to take a brain. I I need a another brain. Apparently, mommy brain is taking over. I'm gonna brown boost some of my followers on Instagram. I posted kind of just a joking gram story about. Is that a cool thing to say, gram story, or is it an Insta? <laughs> st- whatever. I posted on Insta about what Tiff and I were talking about last week. With my my wrist has been killing me, and I discovered it is actually a form of tendonitis. We talked about, we t- discussed this right. It's a form of tendonitis that's common with new moms, and literally it's caused by picking up your child over and over and over and over and over and hunching yourself over and twisting your boob in the right direction so that they can breastfeed properly and latch and all that. And I have had wrist pain ever since, you know, those early days coming home from the hospital. But the for those of you who are now working at home and, and don't have a proper ergonomically set up desk like me, because, you know, I never worked at home really. So I, I have my laptop. I didn't have a chance to get my monitor from the office before they shut it down and all of that. So the fact that I'm hunching over typing all day because my job is entirely crafting emails and Slack messages. It's all I do, it seems like. So it just exacerbated it. And I'm at the point where I'm having to wear my um, wrap up my arm every day. And I want to do a boost to all the, and so many mommies reached out to me who have had the same issue. So I really didn't feel like I was crazy and creating some phantom condition. It's true. It's literally called mommy's wrist. So thank you to y'all for sharing your stories and sharing some of the remedies that worked for you. And I want to do a quick boost for 
taking a break from typing and texting. So for the last week, with some exceptions, I have just said, I'm not typing, I'm not texting, I'm not clicking a mouse. And how am I doing my job? I'm still doing my job. I've realized that there's like an audio dictation feature. I use a MacBook and I've enabled this audio dictation tool so I can just tap a button and then speak into it. And it can craft emails for me or it can search for me. Sure, it's like hilarious and it messes up all the time. <laughs> Words I'm trying to say and it doesn't know how to spell funny things, but whatever. It's it's really given me a break in a in a, in a great way. So for those of you who need a break and if, if it's like carpal tunnel, because like I said, you don't have the right setup at home uh, in, in these telecommuting times, take a break try and like go a few hours without typing because or do some wrist stretches do some like try to do a little bit of stretching before and after you get up because it and I'm living proof that it's it really wears you down and I don't want y'all to get as bad as I've gotten with my wrist because let me tell you just even like washing my hair now is a whole is a whole painful exercise so try taking a break and um, it's it'll lead to some really funny typos at the very least. I've used it before. I just talk too fast. It's like, girl, don't nobody know what you talk about. You do have to go real, real slow. <laughs> I'm like, please tell them <laughs> that per my email yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's cool. And and the last thing that I did is I asked for, and this is something that people don't want to do. I was like, I'm not going to ask, you know, our IT department for a monitor because this is expensive. And, you know, I already have one at the office, but I'm, I'm like hurting myself by not asking for it. So I went ahead and just sent a message. Hey, do you guys have anything you can do? I'm struck. I'm having like pain from my desk setup. And next thing I know, I have a brand new monitor, keyboard, everything. So just raise a hand and ask for what you need. Um, I think some companies, if they're able, will be happy to help you because everyone's getting used to this new normal. Yes, it is a new normal, of course. So my boost, I'm going to do a boost. It's totally random because I'm like, I don't know. I'm feeling good today. So random is good. So I've been doing a lot of lives. Like I just taped the reel today and I'm taping a big um, national show tomorrow. And I was like, yikes, if you know me, I'm kind of a tomboy. So I don't really wear makeup unless I have to. I mean, aside from the occasional, you know, like I like a good eyeliner and a little mascara, but I don't wear foundation because honestly, I don't know how to put it on. Not that I don't need it. I just don't know how to put it on. So I call my two go-to makeup artists, Lila Nima and Ijama Chimezia. And I was like, ah, help me. What should I do? I don't know how to do the makeups that you do for me. And I have about two days to figure out what am I going to do. And they're like, okay, just start with foundation. I'm like, yeah, so about that, don't have any of those things at home. <laughs> they were like, Tiffany, are you kidding me? I'm like, no. So they both actually told me the same, because um, I was like, tell me a drugstore brand, because obviously I don't have, I'm not going to Ulta or Sephora. I don't even know if they're open. Nope. And I don't, you know, and I don't want to risk my Corona life with them um, for that. They're like, I'm like, where, if I can go to the local Walgreens or Rite Aid, what should I get? Um, so um, Leela gave me a list and then I called EJ and she was giving me the same brand, Maybelline, but she's like, I'll do you one better. I live right by Target I'm, and I know your skin color because um, I do your face. And so I will get you like, you know, I'll get you everything that you need, concealer, mascara, just everything. She got me all the things. And then she just left it on the front porch. I picked it up, mask and gloves on. And then I ran home and, um, and I, you know, I cash apped her. Um, I didn't even see her. I was like, oh, I didn't even get to see her. But I have to say, so I don't particularly like makeup because sometimes it just makes you look like not yourself. So it's one of the reasons why I just never got into foundation. 
But I have to say, this foundation, Mandy, honestly, I look like me. It's really great. It's called, so Maybelline has a foundation, Fit Me. That's like the, I guess Maybelline has a bunch of different like brands under their Maybelline or whatever. But Fit Me, and I'm, um, my skin is kind of oily, so matte poreless. But when I tell you, like I said, I... I'm not one to wear makeup because I don't like not looking like myself. I mean, I'll wear it for TV. I don't mind. But on a day-to-day basis. And not that I'm going to start, but it was nice to know because I've I've done speaking engagements before where they had a makeup person. I actually did a whole national commercial. And let's just say the makeup artist was of the other persuasion, (laughs) Caucasian. And when I tell you, Mandy, she looked at my face was like, um, she looked so nervous and I was like, but I, and I was really clear with the brand. Hey, you've seen my picture. Can you please share it with the makeup artist? And not only I'm black, I'm extra, extra chocolatey black. And I just want to be, you know, I'm going to make sure I'm good. And they're like, no, 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 we're fine. And my makeup artist at the time gave me like some little jar of like what she normally used on me. That lady looked so scared that I ended up doing my own makeup. Mm. Me, Tiffany, all for a national TV commercial that ran for like three years. Every time somebody would see it, they're like, is that you? I'm like, it was. They're like, your your cheeks were really rosy. I'm like, I don't know how blush works. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. So just shout out to the makeup artists. Just a a boost to them. And, um, you know, um, some of them would give like, I know Leela's not doing it right now, but Ijama, I think it's Ijama Azina Beauty. E-Z-I-N-N-A-N-N-E, like Ijama, I-J-E-O-M-A. I think she's doing um, live, like you can actually, you can hire her to do like a one-on-one makeup session if you're someone who is like, oh, maybe you're a speaker and you normally have someone do it for you. But like I said, Maybelline, their Fit Me collection, their loose powder, their foundation, even their um, concealer, honestly, all amazing. I don't feel makeup-y at all. I felt really comfortable and I was able to do it myself with some help still well, but. definitely a boost to her for dropping it off can she also make me a little makeup care <laughs> i know right? it is something and you know what it's nice because even the whimsy things we used to do to comfort ourselves like getting a nice cheap pant like a mani pedi or you know getting a nice tube of lipstick that's stuff that i would do just go browse sephora to feel better after a hard day and you, you feel like you can't do that and speaking from experience sephora's shipping is really really delayed it took me like two and a half weeks to send something to a girlfriend for her birthday Mm. Um, yeah, just those little pleasures. Yeah. Yes. I was so like, oh my gosh, you're really good. At- well, she didn't drop it off. I, I went to go because we both live in Jersey, but she went to her Target, bought yeah. all the things and put it on her front steps. And I was like, wow, this was, because she's like, girl, if I send you to Target, you're just going to be looking like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Because I wouldn't even tell you. I, I in your face even- mask. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> even tell you like what color I would be. So she gave me like three ranges and she was like, you know, because she's like, you never know. But yeah, it just... Yeah, when you have really great people around you, maybe that's even as like an extra boost, like just having really like kind, like, you know, go above and beyond. So just shout out to you, EJ. Thank you so much, girl. Because of you, I didn't look crazy on the reel today. And, um, the, and the gig workers who are offering services online in lieu yes. of their in-person, like my, the person, uh, she's like the one curly hairstylist in all of Westchester, it seems like. And I went to her six months ago for a trim and it has been six months since I've had a trim, which is horrifying, I'm sure to her. But I reached out to her and she says, I'm doing virtual consultation. So that's just one way that they're trying to stay afloat. So if you want to support your hairstylist or your nail salon or your makeup artist, if you have one, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I, I did tip my massage therapist. I was going to, from the back pain I got from breastfeeding, she was like a postnatal massage yes. therapist. 
And I just sent her a little tip and there's, she's not doing anything online, but I sent her a tip and she was just in Venmo and, and she sent us two hand sewn masks the other day as a thank you, which was really sweet. And, you know, it's, it's not, if you're, it's also, these people are really struggling. So, you know, if they're, if they're pivoting their services a little bit and you have the finances to, to take advantage, it's also, it's good for them, but it's, it's maybe one way for you to escape and feel like your normal self in these insane times. And I think we all just need to do anything we can to feel good and yeah. And, and treat yourself in whatever way, what that looks like in today's, you know, new normal. Yeah. I'm going to treat myself to the insecure season. I mean, episode three that I have not watched yet. Yeah, me either. I heard Molly's acting up. I was like, well, I got to see. I love the season. I love (laughs) the tension. See, I was in this group chat and they were going on and on about the sex on the show and like the relationships. And I'm like, the real relationship in that show was Molly and Issa. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love. And I feel like they do a really, they they do a really um, realistic version of a friendship in your 30s. And Mm. you start, yeah, and 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 I'm not going to spoil it, but I... I, I I really like where they're going with the show. I don't mind. I don't mind Molly that she's she and Issa aren't getting along as well right now. Mm. Sometimes that's how it bees. Hundred percent. That episode when they had the baby shower and Issa was like, I wasn't included on the baby shower committee invite. Um, <laughs> may or may not have happened to me to me in real life. Oh, <laughs> so, ooh, I felt seen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, are you watching anything good? Like anything that's that's helping you escape or wind down after your long days? Saving the you world. You know, it's been like so weird. Like I've just been totally into um, uh, CNBC Super Rich on YouTube. I've just oh. been watching. Like I don't know why, but I love watching these like mega mega mansion tours that I would never ever live in. So I can be judgy. I'm like, look at that sink. Who wants that sink? <laughs> That's been like my. I I watch them like every night at least. Like because usually they're about ten minutes long. So I watch at least two or three of them every night. Where it's like this house is twenty five million dollars, and not because I aspire, because like I literally feel like. I just sit and watch in judgment, like, oh, that floor is so tacky. <laughs> Not me. As if I have $25 million to be um, buying. But yeah, so that's been my, I don't know. I've never really been, I, I'm i not really into TV TV. But that's like, yeah, lately that's been like my little like escape. That I like watching those tours and looking at these houses. And every once in a while, um, Architectural Digest, AD, they have like the celebrity house tours. I like those too, but I'm less judgy because I feel like, oh, I like her. Like Liv Tyler, her tour was so great. I was like, I like her okay. house. I would totally live there. A little mm-hmm. house porn. That makes anybody feel yes. better. So CNBC, Super Rich, and then Architectural Digest on YouTube. Yep, on YouTube. Yeah, I like SNL at Home has lo- has been hilarious actually. They brought really? back Big Poppy. He did a Keenan brought back Big Poppy, David Ortiz, and then yeah. And if you haven't checked out their skit about what's the, sh- the grocery store, oh Kate McKinnon and Ad Bryant were so funny. They did like a skit about what's left over in the grocery store. Everyone's getting like certain foods and leaving all the crap behind. Mm. Anyway, and their little you know, and their digestible little nuggets because right, who has the time to sit down and watch hours and hours? If you do, bless you. But not all of us have that. And then the last thing that I've been watching, okay. This is a little bit weird. So when you have time and you're looking at Netflix now, they have some crazy, some astoundingly (laughs) weird stuff on. And I found this show called The Cascadeers, which is, it is a reality show document. I'll call it a documentary about a Polynesian funeral home director and the people he works with in (laughs) 
And I am so invested, so invested. <laughs> and it is really fascinating. And I'm just telling myself, I'm learning about a different culture and, <laughs> you know, their, their, their end of life, their, you know, their end of life practices and all that. But it's just so funny. Their little staff is, is like quirky and it's, it's in New Zealand. It's good. I say, check it out, y'all. Mm-hmm. Whatever and makes you feel good. Don't judge me. And I, I, I should have opened with this or ended this when maybe we'll do like a whole podcast on it. But the business did hit a milestone. We had our first seven-figure month. Oh. I know. Isn't that crazy? I know. And we're about two months away from having our first seven-figure reoccurring month. It's two different things. Like, you can make seven figures in a month, but in reoccurring, because, you know, um, my one of my businesses is an online school, the Literature Academy. So we're about a few months away of having, yeah, reoccurring because right now it's multiple, high multiple six figures, and we're just on the cusp. Well, that would take me from a seven-figure year business to an eight-figure a year business, which is like, what? I would have never, ever imagined preschool teacher Tiffany. So that's huge. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to celebrate psych. You know, I'm not going to celebrate. I'm going to be like, oh, okay, okay, back to work. Um, but <laughs> but it's just, I don't want it to be a milestone that we celebrate. That I, I know. But Treat where yourself. in the house? What am I going to do? Do something. Find a way. <laughs> Find a way. For my mom's birthday, we compiled her birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. And my dad's was on Sunday. And just find a way. Like we put together a little virtual, like a little um, online or no, we got a bunch of people to submit messages, video messages. And I I quickly edited it together um, into a nice little video for her. So a virtual social distancing birthday shout out video. I don't know. I just feel like if you have birthdays or anniversaries, it's it's an easy thing to say or milestones or whatever. Like, oh, you know, maybe next year. But I don't know. Like finding little small pockets of joy. Go do something, Tiff. Go watch like an hour of CNBC Super Rich <laughs> and and judge them because you should be on the show because you're super rich. Like, you know. <laughs> no. Now, enjoy. it's the difference between like the business making seven figures a month. I wish I was making seven figures a month. Not even close. But um, yeah. Yeah, that is a pretty big milestone. But yeah, I think I will. I'll, I'll figure out something fun. Maybe you guys, you know, hey, since you're not asking questions, you can certainly tell what are some ways that I can celebrate from the house. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys marking milestones in quarantine? That's what we want. That'd be a great share. Share mm-hmm. your positive stories. Send us a message on Instagram. Send us photos. Maybe we'll share it. Ooh, maybe I'll share it in our in our gram stories, our Insta stories, I would and then love y'all that. can teach me how to say it. Um, but yeah, that'll be fun, and we will. Wrap this up and see y'all next week. Until next week. Bye, Mandra. Bye, Tiff. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.